Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you ever have a sense that God is inviting you to give more of your heart to Him? To give more of your very self to Him? You know, maybe you're not sure what it is, but you sense on your heart a desire to love Him more. Uh, to serve him, maybe in some concrete, specific way. You're not, again, not sure what it is, but there's a hunger to give something to God, to, to do something for God. And maybe you notice this in the quiet times you have in your life, in the stillness in your heart, maybe when you're in prayer, maybe when you're in the adoration chapel, there's this stirring in your heart, not just to love Jesus, but a desire to give yourself completely to him, to hold nothing back, What's going on in our soul in those moments? What is God doing in our soul? And how do we respond? How do we respond so we can take that next step of faith in our walk with the Lord? These are some of the most beautiful moments in the spiritual life. What is it all about? How do we respond? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri. And as always, I want to give a warm welcome to anyone joining us for the first time. Thanks for checking out the show. I also want to give a shout out to a number of listeners and groups around the world I was able to meet with in these little online uh, discussions we've been able to have. So I've been doing these virtual events with groups all in different parts of the world, like the International Women's Group. Uh, they have a Bible study group that's based in Asia, but all over many different countries in Asia. Thanks for having me this last week, as well as the Moms Group in Toronto, the Singles for Christ Group based in the Philippines, and the One with God community in Toronto, Canada as well. If you're interested in learning more about these online events, and if you'd like me to come visit your group, whether it's a Moms Group, a Bible Study Group, a Men's Group, whatever it might be, uh, reach out to me at events.edwardsree at gmail.com. Uh, perhaps with Lent coming up, maybe you're interested in a, a little Lenten reflection. We could do that as well. You can reach me at events.edwardsri at gmail.com. Now, before we get to today's topic, I have a prayer intention. Uh, I want to ask your intercession for something amazing that's happening this week. You may know I work with Focus, and every year at Focus, we have this amazing Seek conference, and it gathers tens of thousands of people, young people from all over the country, all over the world. Uh, this year, we were supposed to be in St. Louis in January, but of course, like many things, things had to take a different form. And so this upcoming week, Seek is happening in small groups around the country and overseas, and uh, I really want to ask your prayers for it. We have the largest amount of participants ever. So this is going to be just amazing. Just picture tens of thousands of people gathering in small groups. I know some regions of the country are able to gather 150, 200 people together, all safe and socially distant, but they're able to gather. And then there's other parts of the country where maybe only two or four or five people can gather in a dorm together. Or, uh, so there's going to be different kinds of groups happening, but there'll be a number of speakers that are going to be going out to different cities. Uh, and it's all going to be broadcast live online and you can you can hear from great speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Sister Miriam, and many, many other speakers. Curtis Martin's going to be speaking here in Denver. I, I'm going to be going on a, a big tour here the next week in, in, in 48 hours. I'm going to be in five different cities. <laughs> so I'm going to be presenting at Bennington College on Thursday night. I'm going to be at the University of Missouri there in Columbia on Friday during the, the midday hours. And then I'm going to be at a parish and with college students 
students in St. Louis uh, on Friday night. And then I fly across the country to Spokane, Washington. On Saturday, I'm going to be presenting to one of the focus parishes out there and then crossing the border into Idaho to meet with a, a bunch of college students from the state of Idaho. And then I'll fly back to Denver. <laughs> so uh, pray for me, pray for most of all, though, please pray for all of the, the young people, the students that they may encounter Jesus, the gospel. Uh, in a year where it's been really hard for college students, uh, they need a great shot in the arm. They re- need to remember that Jesus is with them, that they're not alone, uh, and that God is calling them to take that next step in faith as well. So please pray for them, uh, that they may be open to whatever the Lord has in store for them at the Seek Conference this year. Now, I want to share with you this idea of of this this longing on our heart to give God something more. I've been reading a, a wonderful book, and I'm reading it with a number of the focus leaders uh, by Father Donald Haggerty. It's called Conversion. So we'll put that in the show notes. It's a, it's a wonderful book. You can use it for prayer. Uh, and in this book, he, he references uh, a priest from the 1600s by the name of Father Louis Lalamont. And he was a novice master in France. Uh, in fact, he, he was somebody that helped with the formation of a great saint, one of the North American martyrs, St. John de Brebeuf. And uh, so, he, you know, so this is someone who's had a big impact in, in the world, in the church. But uh, Father Haggerty points out that, that Father Lalamont from the 1600s, this novice master, was one of the first people to come up with the idea or to, to articulate the idea of a second conversion, a second conversion. So we all have that initial conversion in our lives when we initially say yes to Jesus. We we want to follow him as a disciple. We turn away from sin. We repent. We get our moral life in, in order. We start to grow in virtue. We grow in prayer. We frequent the sacraments. We follow the church's teaching. So th- this is all wonderful. That's the first conversion. But after a period of faithfulness, you know, of real Christian commitment. You know, we, we believe the right things. We, we try to do the right things. We're very devout. We're pious. We're orthodox. There's still another step, a significant leap, if you will, in our walk with God, our walk with Jesus and discipleship that's on the horizon. There's a deeper offering of self that awaits the soul, a second conversion, a second conversion where God invites us to give ourselves to him unreservedly, to surrender completely, to really put our whole lives in his hands, to really love him completely. So that initial conversion is beautiful and it really is authentic. It's genuine, but we're just learning kind of the baby steps of the Christian life. But God doesn't want us to stay at those baby steps. He wants us to be able to walk with confidence, to walk with purpose in following him and, and to be his instrument here on earth to, 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 so that our lives may be fully conformed to his plan, that he can use us to bring whatever blessings that he wants to bring in the people around us and in this world and in the church. Do we really give our lives completely to his plan or are we still clinging on to our own plan? I want to talk about a few points about this idea of the second conversion and how do we notice if that's really happening? Is God inviting me to that? And, and, you know, there's a second conversion, but there's, you know, that, that second conversion needs to be renewed over and over again. There's a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth conversion as we ever more surrender our lives to him. But let's talk about the first point here, the stirring in the heart. Do we sense that God is maybe inviting me? We kind of are, are, a little dissatisfied with where I might be, where we might be in the spiritual life. Maybe you felt that you're kind of, you're, you know, you're praying 
and you believe in God and you're going through the motions in faith and you're, you know, trying to be a good person, but you kind of just sense, I, I want more. I think God wants me to do more. Uh, I want to give more. Do you ever have that sense? You know, we feel drawn to do something more for Christ, more for love. Maybe we sense that we need to trust God more. You know, God may be drawing a soul at this moment. He may be pulling our soul to give up control. You know, maybe we just like to really be in control. And 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 God is inviting us to really not just say we're willing to do his will, but he's testing us. Are you really willing to put your life in my hands? We, are you really willing to give up control? Are you willing to give up your dreams, your plans, your, your attachments? Can you let go of these things that you're attached to, these certain people that you're attached to, or a certain vision of your life that you're attached to? Are you willing to surrender everything to me? Not that he is going to take it all away, but he, he wants us to put it in his hands. You know, I, I think about someone like St. John Paul II here, young Carol Wojtyla. As a young man, he was very, he grew up in a good Catholic home. He described his home as like kind of like a, a domestic seminary. You know, his father was very prayerful, regimented in his prayer life, very rigorous in going after virtue and rooting out sin in his life. So he grew up with an incredible formation. <laughs> he thought it was like a seminary, that's what he said. Um, but he was just, he was a layman and he was a fun, outgoing layman and very committed in his faith, very devout, but he was also interested in his studies in the university and he had a great passion for theater and was starting to vision a life perhaps in the theater world. And these were his dreams. But then something happened when he was about 20 years old. His father died. And he was very close to his father. You see, his mother died when he was very young and his older brother had, had passed away as well. And so his father was the last kind of immediate family member that he had. And he grieved tremendously, Carol Oitiwa did. When his father died, I think he, he, was, he stayed at his father's deathbed. After his father died, he, he wept for like 12 hours on his knees as his father died. He later described how he never felt more alone than at that moment. And I think God used that suffering, that, that time of desolation in Waitiwa's life. God used that to draw Waitiwa closer to him because God loved Waitiwa. God loved that Waitiwa was interested in all these studies and interested in theater, but God wanted to use Carol Waitiwa for a much bigger purpose than anything young Waitiwa had ever dreamed of. And it was in these, these months and weeks and years after his father's death that Waitiwa started to have a, a deeper interior reflection about his life what is his life about? Where is it going? And again, he was already committed, devout, faithful Catholic, you know, you know, a, a, a ideal Catholic. But yet it was in this period that he was sensing God inviting him to surrender everything. There were times he would go into the chapel and just spend long hours in prayer. Sometimes he would lay prostrate on the ground in a church and, 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 and his body shaped, you know, as laying on the ground in cruciform position in the shape of a cross. So he, he was really wanting to yield his life to God. And he himself described how in these, this, this period after his father's death, there was this progressive 
detachment that started to grow in his heart. Evermore, he called it a progressive detachment from his earlier plans. Do you cling on to your plans? Do you cling on to your own dreams, what you want to do with your life? You know, Kara Waitiva was really devout, totally faithful, but yet he surrendered his plans eventually. He sensed God inviting him to surrender them, to put them in his hands. And that leads to a second point here. And when we, like Waitiwa, may sense that, that desire in our heart to give God more, to love him more, to trust him more, to, to put our lives in his hands, you know, that doesn't mean we're going to become Pope like he did. <laughs> but, but God does want all of us to have that act of self-offering. So that's the second point I want to talk about here, the act of self-offering, where we you know, maybe we made a prayer like this before, God, I'll do anything. I'll follow you anywhere. You know, I want to do your will. But it's only after a long period of faithful discipleship that God invites us to take that next step, what Father Lalamont called that second conversion. And when we make that act of self-offering, when we surrender everything, we just kind of let go it's a great feeling. There's a feeling of release. <laughs> like this burden has been lifted. There's great joy and I'm finally free. I'm really free. I'm not worried about things. I'm worried how things are going to work out because I've put my life in God's hand and I can be used as his instrument here on earth and I'm free no matter whether it's good or ill, happiness, health, or sorrow and sickness, whatever may be happening in my life. God can do great things in me. He's in charge. He can, he can use me for his purposes. You see, there's one thing to think about life as just simply a Christian life as being faithful, being obedient, but it's another thing to offer your life, truly offer your life as a gift to God, a complete gift, a total gift. I'm going to share with you from that book I was reading, and we're reading this in focus right now with a lot of our leaders from Father Father Haggerty. Uh, Listen to what Father Haggerty says about this point. He says, we sense an invitation after a certain point in life, to risk everything and even life itself by means of a free, unconstrained offering to God. Do you ever have that sense in your heart that maybe God's inviting you to risk everything, (laughs) to not be the one in control, to surrender? An unrestrained offering to God. Haggerty goes on to say, only then perhaps can God truly do as he wants with us with no question or objection from our part. Otherwise, the effort of love tends to settle down. Now, this is what he's saying. If, if we don't really, if, if we're walking with the Lord, we've been faithful for many years. Maybe we had a conversion in our college years. Maybe our conversion was in our young adult years when we were first starting our careers. Maybe it was at the beginning of our marriage. Maybe it was after a couple of kids. But whenever we had that initial conversion, we've been faithful, we're Orthodox, we go to adoration, we, we follow the church's teachings and all this, and we go to Catholic conferences, we listen to Catholic podcasts. You know, after a long period of faithfulness, obedience and discipleship, God invites us to take the next step. That's all good that we've been doing so far, but God doesn't want just obedience. He wants our hearts. He wants us to be completely changed. He wants us to surrender. And so if, if, we, if we fail to surrender, we fail to take that next step and we just settle down for mere obedience, love is going to start to wane. 
we're going to start to become less of a lover and more of just a faithful doer for God. Listen to what Hagerty goes on to say. When, when, we, when, we, when we hold back, when we don't make that act of surrender, he says, quote, the effort of love tends to settle down into paste and manageable generosity. I love that line. Paste and manageable generosity, undergoing the same aging and stiffening with the years as our body. You know, as people get older, they start getting, their body starts getting stiffer. I noticed this when, you know, 10 years ago when I used to play soccer with my kids, I'd be running around, I would get tired, but, you know, I, I didn't have as much pain as I do now when I go around playing with them. I'm not able to move as swiftly, I'm not as agile as I used to be. You know, as, as the years go on, our body starts to stiffen. Well, the same can happen in the spiritual life. Then when we were younger, we said, yes, Jesus, we'll do anything, we'll follow you. But then... If we fail to really surrender everything, to give an unreserved gift of God, we're not holding anything back, then our love will tend to settle down into a paste and manageable generosity. So in other words, we're, we're following our own pace. We're not following God's pace. We're not concerned about what God wants of us, what the church needs from us right now, what the world needs from us right now, our family needs from us now. You know, we'll just go, well, you know, I'll grow in virtue at my pace. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah, I should maybe, you know, work on that sin, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually. We pace everything. It's a man, manageable generosity. I, you know, I'll, I'll try to be a little more generous each year, just a touch, but not, not something that's really going to stretch me. <laughs> you know, when we do that, uh, at, that's when our muscles, our joints all start to stiffen spiritually, our spiritual muscles. And God wants us to give everything. He wants us to surrender everything for him. So that leads to the third point, this last point here. We have to have a willingness to sacrifice. I think that's the key is if we're not willing to sacrifice for God, to sacrifice our plans, sacrifice our dreams, sacrifice our comforts, sacrifice our whatever we're attached to, if we're not willing to sacrifice, then we, we can't. We simply can't make an offering of ourselves to God because we're, we're just worried. Oh, what, what if, what if I have to give this up or what if this changes? We're, we're, we're just clinging and we want to be the Lord of our own lives. Still, we want to be the ones in control. And, and if we don't have a willingness to sacrifice, what's going to happen is over time, you know, our, our, our spiritual life is going to be based more on emotion it's going to be based more on, oh, that I, oh, I listened to that talk and it really fed me. That was, I felt really good and close to God when I heard that speaker uh, at the conference or on YouTube or whatever, or, uh, oh, I was in the chapel, had this good moment in prayer and I, or I was in the fellowship group and, you know, but those things, that's just feelings that just comes and goes. We're not really going to grow consistently and deeply. We have to have a willingness to sacrifice, a willingness to make sacrifices for Jesus, sacrifices in our time, sacrifices in what we do, willingness to give certain things up, a willingness to change, a willingness to let go of control, and a willingness to even suffer. Think about this, Jesus, we're getting ready for Lent in a couple of weeks, if you can believe it. But in, in Lent, we think about Jesus's passion. We think about his death on the cross. He gave everything. He held nothing back, not a single thing back. He gave everything out of love. And, and when he gave everything in love to the Father on our behalf, the Father, he put his whole life in the Father's hands, right? That's what he says. Into your hands, Lord, I, Father, I commit my spirit. 
He gives everything to the Father, and the Father holds him, sustains him, raises him in glory. If we give everything and hold nothing back, we totally entrust ourselves to God. The Father will sustain us, He cares for us, and He will exalt us and glorify us. Our life will be so much more glorious when we give it to Him completely. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Let's pray for each other that we can live this out. Well, thanks for listening, my friends. Uh, once again, if you want to reach out to me, as always, uh, especially if you want to learn about those uh, online events, you can reach me at events.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. Appreciate your prayers for the upcoming Focus Conference this week. I'll be praying for you. Thanks for listening and God bless.